We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlin Navas. And today, we're doing this a little differently. So uh, we had planned to do the pod proper, you know, live on twitch.tv slash MIA Heat Beat, all that good stuff. And if you're not already following, subscribe, why don't you go there and do that? Uh, you can catch us live, especially with the playoffs. We have a hangover time after every playoff game. We'd have a pregame show before every game. And of course, the Miami Heat Beat Podcast live uh, on every off day, breaking down the best of the Miami Heat. So uh, check us out there. But yeah, the reason why I, I'm kind of talking to you right now is because we did a locker room session, which we do. It's on the locker room app. It's for Android and Apple. It's really fun. You can kind of hop in and talk with us about, you know, the heat. And we usually do them after every game, right? So we do them like about twice a week. And I thought today's was super encompassing. We went long. Normally we take like half an hour, 35 minutes. Today we almost went a full hour. And I thought it was super encompassing of the entire season. It was kind of like a retroactive, right? About this whole, it's been a weird season. It's been a really, really weird heat season. And I thought, you know, instead of just doing the pod and kind of rehashing some of that stuff and then talking a little bit about the playoffs, because on Wednesday, we actually have like a really, really big in-depth playoff preview plan for Heat Bucks. So don't worry, you're not missing out on that content. Today would have been something like this anyway. You know, I don't I don't have time to prepare, look at stats, right? I want to do this right for you guys. So. I really want you guys to enjoy this. It's a little bit different of a show. Uh, it's not the normal thing that we do here on Miami Heapy, but also it's a little taste of locker room. I, I kind of I've promoted it a couple times on the pod feed already, but I, I really want you guys to come and join us. It's a lot of fun. Follow us at Miami Heapy on Twitter so you can get the updates as to when we go live uh, and enjoy the show. I'm here. Tips there. Siobhan joins later. Alf hops in with a little bonus take. So it's fun. So enjoy our locker room session. That is a pseudo podcast. This 
is a Locker Room production. Good morning, Tiff. Good morning, G. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Busy morning, running around as as usual. Yeah, that's um, it. <sighs> back. Listen, I I love the weekends, and I I I don't realize it until it's Monday. I take it for granted. <laughs> I know, I know. It should be like a four day work week. I take this shit for granted, and like Monday rolls around, like Monday morning, like that alarm hits at six thirty, and I'm like, oh god, like. Why? <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> this, shit, this shit sucks. <laughs> well, good morning to chat. Good morning to, to Tiff. Good morning to Heat Nation. Good morning. Good morning, uh, everybody. Listen, this was a long season. And by long, I mean it was condensed, but that made it longer. It was <laughs> it was technically shorter in days, but that shit was long. Tiff, people, let's let's self-indulge for a second. In content creation... You know, especially like at the rate we went, like when there were two days off in between games, that shit felt like a that shit felt like a long weekend. Oh my god! Not even that, but when we had that those two like West Coast uh, road slates, oh, that was that was horrible. <laughs> Staying up late because, like, you know, if you're just you know if you're just a fan and you're not responsible to like do something after the game, you just kind of chill out and you're like. Ah, you know, if I fall asleep in this fourth quarter blowout, whatever, who cares, right? It doesn't matter. RS has got to stay up. <laughs> and then we got we to gotta provide content. I mean, God, shout out to you and Alf who were there almost every West late West Coast game and Brass. <sighs> Listen, Brass is the real MVP. <laughs> Legit. Because he had to stay up late and post. Yes. And do all that stuff. So <laughs> shout out to him. Um, but I mean, like, I, I kind of wanted to do this. So we're going to get into playoff preview stuff on the pod tonight. And then on a super in-depth one on Wednesday, we're going to do some articles on heatbeatmiami.com. So we have all that good stuff. But today, I, I just kind of wanted to talk to him about, like, a reflection. You know, this was a this was a tough season. A lot happened. And I think that our expectations going into it were all a little all over the place from person right. to person. So, and I've been wanting to ask you this since last night. Uh, because yes, because yesterday on the pregame show, I asked Frankie, I was like, well, the season is ending right now and this game doesn't matter. So how does, how do you feel about this team compared to after the first game, the loss against Orlando? And I've actually been waiting to ask you this question because I, I think you have been pretty consistent in how you feel about the team, but also I think they've showed us some stuff in these last 15 games. So like I ask you the question, how do you feel today compared to after that first loss against the Magic? Oh, it's interesting because I definitely like I, I definitely feel better about this team. Um, and I'm not saying better in a sense like, oh, they're going to win the chip or anything like that. I just think because they had a chance during, you know, by the end of the season to get a little bit more cohesion with the starting lineup. Um, people, you know, Spo got to mix and match uh, lineups a little bit more than I'm sure more than he wanted to, but I think, that, <laughs> but I think it helped. I actually think all the, all the tomfoolery and all the, 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 the mishmash of lineups, I actually think it helped because he got a chance to get a really good look at players one through what, what do we have on the 13? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
yeah, so he got a chance to get an honest look at everyone. Um, everyone got their opportunity. Even people, more because right. the guys they traded and came right. in and out. And- right. So I think that helps going into the playoffs because, you know, Spoh's like a, a, a master of trickery. So he can throw something at someone and even even the fans, we could sit back and be like, what the hell was that? But it could be a good what the hell was that. Um, I still have a lot of concerns in certain areas, but those concerns, I think, are what most people have that aren't going to get fixed overnight. And they're not going to get fixed at all because some concerns just aren't in some players' toolkits. So, you know, that again, we fall back on Spo and whatever schemes he's going to run. So kind of want your thoughts on on what what are those what are the biggest, are the biggest of those concerns? Uh I'm I'm going to say uh on the on-ball defense. I agree. Is one of my biggest concerns. Um it you know because there's going to be nights when those shots just don't fall. So if you're a player that can give us 20 but you give up 21, that's a problem. Yep. So Especially it, when you're not giving them the 20. <laughs> and that's the, yeah. So if you're, if you're not stopping that ball, then that's a huge problem, which means that like Spoh's going to have to go either deeper into his bench or that means Jimmy's going to have to be doing double time on, you know, whoever's killing us at the point. I feel like last season in the playoffs, it was essentially every every series was a mini game on how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Issue, right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we work around this limitation? And they tried a bunch of different things and, and then kind of culminated in them like, OK, we're going to switch a ton. And then it was like, no, we're going to hedge and recover. Right. we're going to double. We're gonna, so like they they have their ways. And I think that Spo more than anybody is willing, as you said, the master of trickery, willing to go deep in his bag to kind of uh, mask their warts. No team's perfect. Right, right, right. Every team, even the good ones. I mean, Utah, it's been, it's been said a lot. You know, how, what are the, how are they going to deal with switches on right. both ends of the floor? You know, right, late in games, right. the Sixers are, is well-documented, everything we've said. Um, you know, the, all the good teams, the Bucks. you know, their switch defense is a little bit of a mess. Their defense isn't as good as it's been. And obviously they have their demons. They have to play. The Nets have this huge health question mark and their defensive question mark. And we can go on and on the, the the Suns with their lack of experience. So every right. team has something. It's just the playoffs is how, who can best who, exactly, exactly. And I think that's going to be that's the where we see Spo's greatness. Yeah. When it comes to him versus any other coach, because he has the ability either in game or by the next game to have cleaned up the mess. What's up, Jesse? Good morning. Good morning. First time. Good morning, Jesse. Chief, is today for your birthday or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Happy belated, then. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gee, I love the question, and I think for me to answer it, I think I'm going to say that. Optimistic, cautiously optimistic. My biggest thing going into the year this year was individual growth. Like, we were expecting Tyler to take a huge leap. There's conversations. If Duncan was worth a contract, we would have to pay him. See where Gordon's health, Gordon's health was after his injury. And it's all recency bias, but here we are at the end of the season. Tyler's playing a lot better offensively. 
now in May than he had the entire season prior. Duncan is my vote for most improved player on the team. And Gorn looks healthier. I mean, I don't think he'll be, like, driving Gorn again, but some of that explosiveness is now using to get around picks so he can take an open three. So, for me, the individual growth is what I wanted to see and what I was cautious about at the beginning of the year. So, it makes me optimistic for the postseason for the team. I think I think you nailed it, uh, Jesse. And, the, you know, guys like and, – and kind of to evaluate, that's a little tough because I think, like, guys like Duncan, who I think we can all agree is probably the most improved, like, player on the mm-hmm. team, him or Bam. I mean, because Bam really took a leap as well. Uh, you know, Duncan still Duncan took a step back as a, a little bit as a shooter, and, and that's not a knock. It's just that he was literally having one of the best shooting seasons of all time, right. and this season was simply just an incredible shooting season, not a great of all time. But he improved in every other area. Yeah, I think he finished fourth in three pointers made this season, and it's so crazy to think about that because. 90% of the season, we're like, oh, he's in a slump. He can't shoot. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. lost his shooting and he finished right. fourth. I think, I think in the second half of the season, he's second, only trailing Steph Curry. Right. Because you know what I think happened also? it He, he never felt under the pressure of having to defend as much. Like, we can be realistic and say last season, while he was shooting the lights out, he was getting killed on defense. Yeah, like that, and that's years. and that's okay to say because you know it happens. But this, <laughs> right? Like he got killed, but like he was still scoring. So we were like, "Yay!" And then at the end of the season, we realized and it was new, right? But then you also come into this season realizing we can't have that many bad defenders in the lineup yeah. at once. And I, his shooting took a step back because we gradually saw his defense step up. Um, and which is fine. Like you'll, we'll take the fourth best shooter, the third best three point shooter in the league. And you couple that with his new offense and his new ability to play defense. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a liability. Exactly. That's the the biggest thing. Like you just said, we have a guy who's going to give us like 15 points a game, but he's not giving up 25 anymore. Like exactly, exactly. So the final tally is, you know, 8.5 three-point attempts this season on 41%. Last season, it was 8.3 attempts on 45%. So, you, you know, you would you think that 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 5% is a lot, but, you know, he is taking a little bit more, and the, the, the effort on defense is, is is just greater. And and you take that. Yeah. Same, yeah. same amount of free throw attempts. Uh, he was a better free throw shooter last season. That's a little weird. He was at 93% last year and 82 this year. That's a little strange. Um, it could it could be the it could be the bump and grind. I wonder what is. I wonder how many attempts he took because I feel like he didn't get to the line nearly that much this season. So like, it's a, it's the same one one a game literally on the dot one a game last year one a game this year. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, the, the the two point range. Uh, shot better from two last season, which I think is funny too. I mean, just all across the board, his percentages are, are down a little bit. But, you know, like you guys said, like the defense improved. The thing that surprises me is that the assists aren't up that much, which it feels like it's more, right? So he was at 1.4 last season and he's at 1.8 this season. To me, that is a little, that's a little weird. I, I would mm-hmm. think that that number would have been higher just because, but I, I do yeah. think that he makes more advanced reads this season. Right, right. 
As I said, I think they're better. Everything, the quality is better this season, so it makes it seem like the quantity should have been as well. Right. And then Bam's two game continues to improve, and that just makes me so happy. But like, nobody hits Bam on better passes. Maybe Jimmy than Duncan. Right yeah, now, Jimmy, honestly. but then. So, a final tally for three pointers: two seventy last season, two fifty this season. I mean, again, that's that's absolutely game breaking for, right. for them to have found him. Right. Well, his yeah. role changed. His role changed this changed. season. And so, you know, when you ask more of someone and they deliver, then you have to expect that there will be a dip in certain areas. Else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jesse, appreciate the takes and always and, and the company. You're, you're amazing, dude. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jesse. Eric, good morning. What's up, everybody? How's good morning. Happy belated, happy belated birthday, Tiff. Thank you. Thank you. What you got for uh, us this morning on the season just, reflection? <laughs> you know, it's overall, I think it's a little disappointing, but, you know, you can't dwell on these stupid losses like the Clippers and all that shit, but, you know. I think that overall, I think we believe in Jimmy Butler and we believe that he can take us as far as he wants. You know, well, and I'm, I'm, I like to be optimistic. So, you know, heat and, heat and five. What's the most disappointing part of the season to you? Is it the bad losses? Is it the fact that they're the six seed? Like what? It, it's the bad losses. It's the, you know, we, we've, we've become accustomed as Heat fans to these, you know, bad losses. Even during the big three, we lost to bad teams. It was weird. But, you know, the fact that it came in such a a volume this year was kind of, it was concerning and it was a little, it was extremely annoying because they could very easily be, you know, like the third or fourth. Seed. I don't think that's too far out of the question. I mean, this season they were never really in contention for a seed that high. Last season they they had the two seed at some point, I, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Before yeah, the year, right? Yeah, so like last year, it, it felt different. They also got to like a much hotter start, and I, I think Eric Poster said it. We caught we caught some teams by surprise in the regular season, right? And that kind of leveled out. I feel like this was the opposite. I feel like teams were really ready for them, yeah. and as time went on, they kind of figured it out. You know, the more I've thought about it, Eric, the more I think it's like I understand why people would be disappointed, but I think the way that they close out the season lets us feel good. I think the only thing oh, that yeah, you can be yeah. disappointed yeah. in is that, you know, they have a really rough first round matchup, which is not what you want in the playoffs. And and they, they might lose in the first round. Yeah. And that's okay because Milwaukee was like, Milwaukee's my pick to, to win the title this year. So that's totally okay. But, you know, like that would be disappointing, but that's just how the seeding shaked out in a weird COVID season. And, and, if, and if the Heat don't get, if the Wizards, if the league did the right thing and the Wizards got shut down and Miami didn't play that Washington game, we may not even, they probably yeah. are a four seed very comfortably. Like, yeah, and that, that, that whole stretch where they had, were playing like four straight games with like nine people, like that kind of, you know, that, that did it in. But, you know, I, I, I'm still, you know, I'm still optimistic. I still like to be positive. So, you know, we'll see. I I think that the Bucks are. I, I I would agree they're my pick to come out of the out of the East. But you know, I anything can happen. We saw what happened last year in the playoffs with you know Jimmy. Obviously, Drew Holiday makes a huge difference on that team. They're going to be ready. They're going to be I, ready. I, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, Eric, we appreciate the the perspective, the takes. We love you. You're 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 an OG here, so appreciate Absolutely. you. Man. We appreciate you. Yeah, Tiff, to me, that's like, that, that's interesting because 
I don't know. I don't want to be disappointed in the season. I think right. there are moments of the season we can be disappointed in. And right. At, at times, they they've certainly earned our apathy. But man, the way they closed out the season, and 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 Jesse said that um that that Bucks game took the wind out of his sails a little bit, and I, I get it. But I mean, man, they closed. We said on Hangover Time, remember? Uh, mm-hmm. They cl- they can close ten and three, and that gets them the three. That gets them the four seed. Right. They closed, they closed nine and four. Right. Well, so, and he, you know, the other thing is, like, I think for me, I look at it in the grand scheme of things. I think what did Jimmy miss? Ten games, eleven, twelve games. In the so, whole season, yeah. I think he yeah. missed twenty. I'll tell you right 20. now. Twenty. All right. Yeah. Tell me how. Tell you, like how I'll many games? Sure. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll pull it up for sure. But yeah, I mean, he he yeah. missed some. So he missed a ton of games. So I think for me, when he basically just went out with COVID, that's when, like, I think the realization of how crappy the season really is, that's when I it kind of kicked in for me. Exactly 20 games. <laughs> right. So, so he missed 20 games. So it's kind of like, honestly, if he's your best player, if he's your motivator, if he's the guy that is your best defender, he's your best playmaker – then they are right where they're supposed to be. He, that, that's fair. I mean, that's he, fair. That's how I, I see it because we can't, you know, realistically, like Bam took a leap this year, but he didn't obviously take the leap that most people wanted him to take, but this is what it is. He still played, he still had a great year, but this is, this is where they are. Like Jimmy's their best, pretty much everything. So they kind of fell. I thought they would get the fifth seed. They didn't. They got the sixth seed. But they kind of fell where I thought they would fall. I th- I just think it's a little concerning when, you know, when Jimmy doesn't play, how bad they look, right? That's a little jarring. Because, because he's there everything. Yeah, and but he, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't, but that's, the, but that's the reality of the team, that he shouldn't be. And I think that in a year like this where everybody's kind of searching – this is just what you have. Um, I think next year will be different with the full off season, and a lot of the young guys will get to get into training camp. Real additions. Yeah, you'll have some different additions to the team. I think it'll it'll look it'll look drastically different. I think with the way that people are playing, but at this point, it's 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 ride or die with Jimmy. Yeah, like so. Jaden Chad is like, is that on Spo, Bam, or Pat? Yes. No, I, I don't think it's on well, Spo. I don't think it's on Spo. I, I think Spo you, you, is a little bit exonerated here. Right. I think, well, the additions. That's on or, Pat. That's on Pat. That's on Pat. Um, but you can't, the fact that every player looks to Jimmy for everything, that has nothing to do with management. That's the players. For sure. So that's on them to try to get themselves together and be ready for this playoff run because Jimmy's going to be ready. I do think that they were. I do think the front office was caught off surprise by Tyler not taking the leap that they expected. And Goron, I think everyone expected a little bit of a decline from Goron. I don't think people expected this, right? And, and it was a little jarring how right. Tim, even in like the beginning, the beginning of the season, he didn't look that bad. He didn't look that bad, but he didn't look that good. Yeah. But you can say, okay, well, he's working his way back, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it just like, took a turn. I don't yeah. know when exactly we noticed. It's not like he just, like, was good and then, like, really bad all of a sudden. It was like right. one day we're just like, yo, this guy can't play. Right. <laughs> well, well, now he's – well, and the thing about it is is that 
Um, I, I think that like in, in spot minutes, I think he's going to be very, very beneficial to this team. But I also think that, you know, that's where these other guards are just going to have to pick up their play because he's not going to go out there and give us full Goran each and every night. I don't think that that's, I think that the Goran from last year's playoffs, that player will never, we no, will never gone. see that player again. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's gone. He ain't walking through that door. <laughs> no, but I, but I think five minutes here, three minutes here, he can try, he could put together a couple of little spurts. Um, just to keep the defense honest um, and things like that. But, you know, that's why you're, we're, we're looking at none and we're looking at Hero and we're saying, all right, this is your time to shine. So chat's asking what the Heat's record is with Kendrick Nunn starting, and I'll look that up. I don't know how, I don't know how to pull. I'm, I'm checking Stat Muse. Let's see if Stat Muse <laughs> will give it a bit. Savvy's has like this cool search engine where I can just search specifically. So heat record with Kendrick Nunn starting. Let's let's find out together what this will spit out. Um, okay, that that was not helpful. Okay, so I don't know. I, I, <laughs> uh, Chad, I don't know because I, I actually wanted to look at Jimmy's the the Heat's record with Jimmy uh, starting versus playing versus not playing because that that number is a little a little jarring. And oh yeah, well no, yeah. they look like they look like a lottery team when he sits. It's so bad. Like, yeah. I, I tweeted that. Like, how do you, how do you look so hot? Like, how? Well, think about our players. Like, we don't have, we don't have four players that can do multiple things. So that's how they look bad. So if he's not playing, and then if you got Bam that's playing, then they're re- like, they're, they're really heavily relying on Bam's defense even more so you're relying on his playmaking. So all that burden falls to him. Whereas you have like none has proven he's, he's becoming a really good three level score, but he's not a playmaker. 28 and 16. Yeah. When, when, uh, Brian M just texts me when, yeah. when Kendrick starts and then 31 and 25 with Kendrick playing at all this season. So, yeah. So I, I'm going to pull up Jimmy's numbers right now too. Cause I'm actually, I'm actually really right. curious about that, but yeah. Cause you don't have anyone else who else is, you know, who else is a proven playmaker out there? Who else can get into those passing lanes and, 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 and get the steals and get the charges and all those things that Jimmy brings. Like you don't have any other players out there that can do all those things where our defense is great. Is that when we play as one unit, so they're all playing like they're tethered together. That's why the defense is great. And so then seven, seven and thirteen without Jimmy. Yeah. And then it was um like thirty three and seventeen with Jimmy. So um he's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy, yeah, thirty three and nineteen when, when Jimmy's in the lineup. So that guy's no. good. <laughs> so that that's that's good, yeah. That muse fire, Miguel Fernet. Well, Brian M gave me the nun stat because I couldn't filter it for starting, and then you know the other ones I, I did get through stat muse. Um, I think I think Kendrick has one hundred percent earned his starting spot in the playoffs. I think that there's no question about that. That game one of of Heat Bucks, Kendrick Nunn is going to be starting. I think that that's pretty. I think he's earned it. Right. Well, in that last game that they just played, he also found some wrinkles in that Bucks defense. I mean, he's gonna have that that pull up 
you know, uh-huh. whatever he wants. And 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 he's gonna the the Bucks are gonna be like if Kendrick Nunn's gonna hit that. Like it's gonna be, you know, they're gonna lean on him, and I'm sure that they're, they're gonna do the. I think Eric Spoelstra is gonna do the best that they can, so that the offense is not like very Kendrick Nunn centric. Because like right. you don't want that either, right? Like you want to get like you, you know Jimmy and Bam and and your and your shooters more involved. But you know, if if Kendrick is your release valve in your offense, that's a pretty good option considering right. the kinds of shots he can get against the Bucks if they drop. And even though there's a lot of size, they don't, you know. The on-ball switching on Nunn, I'm not too worried about because the Heat run a ton of misdirection and Nunn does move well without the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about that kind of stuff. And if they're going to drop, I mean, he's going to have that pull-up. And if he's hitting it, I mean, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And I I honestly, you know, I, there's 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 a piece of me that's telling me he's going to be ready. There's, he, there's, has, he has something to prove. I mean, yeah. last, last playoff series against them, he was just like straight up bad. And, and the thinking was the same. Because he did, he didn't get minutes against Indiana, and he barely got minutes against Boston. But he did; they did legit really try him, and he didn't look good against the Bucks. But I think Eric knows it's like, okay, well, you know, he's our you know most confident pull-up shooter mm-hmm. outside of Jimmy, and he's he's pretty quick, so he can get to those spots, and 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 we're gonna try to hurt them in that little soft spot, and. Uh, that's 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 what I think. A lot of that matchup is going to come down to that, and we're going to get more into that. But yeah, you know, he's had a really good season. Yeah, he has, and and he's earned a start. I don't think there's a question that he's going to start. No, I don't. Th- I I there's no one else to start over him. No, no, no. <laughs> like like that's that's the other that's the other thing where it's like he at this point. Let's hope he's secure in the fact that he's starting, and then he can just go out and produce because there is no one else to start over him. So Kendrick this season, fourteen. He actually averaged more points last season, which is a little funny. He was averaging fifteen point three last season, fourteen point three this season. His assists are down as well, three point three last season, two point three. But that's you know you know shout out to Tiff, fuck them numbers. Like mm-hmm. you know, I think his reads were better. Same like Duncan. You know, even though the scoring's down, I think he's a little bit more within his element. The free throw shooting has gone way up, opposite of Duncan, mm-hmm. and just the shooting percentages in general. Uh, free throw up, two point percentage, fifty eight percent from two, mm-hmm. just really, really good. Thirty eight percent from three, so he didn't have his fifty forty ninety season, but you know forty eight percent overall from the field, thirty eight from three. It's really good, man. You know, in, in fifty six games played, you know, played almost the ex- identical minutes, twenty three, twenty nine point three last season, twenty nine point five this season. Um, field goal attempts down, which I think is always when, when your scoring is about the same and your field goals are down. I, I always think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, borderline Miguel says borderline 50 40 90 so like you know good season they're going to need him in the playoffs defense much improved uh Siobhan I, I know that you have a, are you there do you want you have a before we kind of move off Kendrick good morning by the way good morning hi morning hi G hey Tiff good morning hey. um yeah I, I you know I've been kind of riding the Kendrick bag uh bandwagon all summer and I don't or you know all season rather and I don't really you know, care to belabor too much more. I just, you know, I agree with Tiffany. I think he'll he'll be ready. Um, we've seen him look more secure in just his role period. He's much more settled. He's much more poised, which, uh, you know, lends well to a bit better decision-making. And, you know, like you said, there's no one, not only, not only has he, you know, outright earned his spot, but even if he hadn't and was playing, you know, as well as he had, 
or is playing, there's no one, like Chip said, there's no one to start above him. So, um, you know, I'm excited to, to see him having come around and, and come off of that, you know, slump that he'd had about midseason and, and just perform. You know, he seems to have blocked out uh, distractions, whatever was happening, you know, around the, the trade time. And he's just playing. And it, it's, it's cool to see um, a young guy kind of just shake all of the or, you know, appear to have shaken all the monkeys off his back and just and just go out and hoop. So I hope he I hope he maintains. Um, Miami needs him to maintain, to be frank. And um, I'm excited to see, you know, what he what he looks like going forward. They need him. I mean, they they they, they, they have to, this guard position. They need it by by committee, I think, this yeah. season. And I, I think they have enough to do it. But, you know, they, they really need everyone to perform at the level yeah. that, that they've been this stretch of the season. Yep. If not, mm-hmm. kick it up a notch. <clears throat> yeah, and, and yeah. I think they have another gear. Like, I, 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 don't so know, I don't know how much of another gear Kendrick has because he's playing, like, fantastic. And, and right. asking more of him unreasonable. Him as a right. Role, how much he's right. Like, Collectively, they have, yeah. a, they have a gear. Goran, I hope, has another gear. And Tyler, I think... He's played well as well. Like he and like since Tyler's been back from the injury, other than the stinker against Milwaukee, I think he's been like really good. So you kind of hope that he can kind of find that role, like find that form. And and if Gogi can give you a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be the last season. I think you know, as I like to say, we're cooking with oil. <laughs> uh, you know, that's they they need their win conditions. Even last season, they needed a lot of win conditions, right? They needed their shooters to shoot well. They needed their guards to survive on defense. Mm-hmm. And they needed to get to a point where Jimmy can bring them home. That was like, that tended to be their formula in the playoffs last season. Yep. And I think, and this season, I don't think it's much different. No, it's not. It, it definitely is not much different. And honestly, we, we're going to definitely need, we're going to need a tick above what Jimmy gave in the regular season, in the, in the postseason last year, yeah. but not the finals yet, yeah. but just what he did in the early rounds. You need a tick above that from Jimmy at this point. Real Which quick. I, oh, go I ahead. think, I think what you hope too, is that the, the bench can maintain. We've seen, I think ever since the, that two game stretch where I think Atlanta's bench and whoever we played right after them, after that two-game stretch where both of those benches kicked our ass, like we have seen a resurgence in, in bench production so much to the point that <clears throat> Jimmy's been able to have, you know, a few fourth quarters off now. Say his name. Are, huh? Say his name. Say whose name? Mr. Deadman. Oh, Mr. Deadman. Mr. Deadman. That's it. D-Walt Deadman. Yes. Um, no, I think, you know, it, it's – Maybe a little unreasonable to expect that same level of production. The playoffs are a different beast. Um, and I expect Jimmy, you know, to be present in every fourth quarter. But hopefully there is, I think you have to hope that there is some carryover and that the bench can continue to be at least, you know, 75% as productive as they have been to make, you know, the Jimmy bring us on home not as arduous as, you know, it, we've seen it be at points during the season. Right. I think I do think the bench minutes are going to get cut a bit. Yeah. I think for sure. Yeah. I, I I was talking to a friend and, and we're talking about like how much like Deadman has been a positive for them, and he's like, yeah, but like his minutes are going to get cut because Bam's going to play more minutes, and that's probably good for Deadman. I don't think so. Go all out. I don't know that they get cut as much as people think they do. I, I think, think it's going to be matchup nine to seven. I think yeah. he's playing nine minutes now. I think it goes from nine to seven. You give Bam an extra two minutes in there. 
and you know you have that insurance if Bam's ever in foul trouble of a guy that you trust. True. Right. I don't think it's drastic, but I, I do think it's something like that. I do think Jimmy takes some of. I think there's a little bit less Andre. They, they yeah. try to keep Jimmy and Ariza on the yeah. floor a little more. Unless, listen, if Andre's showing them something, I think oh, that, yeah. that's going to be huge yeah. just, just to keep Jimmy and Ariza a little fresher. But I do think when push comes to shove, kind of Andre is a little bit of the odd man out. There will be no Max Cruz or Gabe Vincent. And yeah. the three guards are the three guards, right? Those right. guys are going to, those guys are pretty set. And then Duncan, I think Duncan's minutes are going to be pretty stable. Maybe he plays a little more, but. And then I'm going to counter that and say, um, if Andre is anywhere between 85 to 90% healthy, you about to get a heavy dose of Andre in this Bucks series. Yeah, you will. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you, you, for sure, intelligence on the defensive end, you need yeah. him out there. Yeah. And I am not, I, and I am not mad to see, Jimmy, Ariza, and Andre in spurts just out there locking people down. Oh yeah, because that's the, what they're going to need. The wing uncles. They're going to need the. They're <laughs> going to need that. Yeah, think about it. They're going to need that wingspan because at some point you're going to have to build that Giannis wall. Yep. And Ch- Chris Middleton is not a small guard. Drew no, he's is not. A, a good size, stocky. You know, he's big, thuggish, yeah. long. Guard. So yep. right, long length, but still, you know, stocky. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I, they got to hope they can get something from Andre. I think he's going to be needed. Right. You know, even if Andre is, uh, and honestly, he and if he's open, he's got to take the shots. Like that. We, no, he's willing. No, we know. I know, but we get so we, we we get so mad. But it's just the way that the game plays. You got to take the shots take that them. are given, and hopefully, we're crashing the boards. Because we're gonna have to gain rebound. They're but they've been better at that. Yes. Oh no, they definitely have been. They've been much better. They've, they definitely it's, have it's, been. It's like they were told. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get out yeah. there and hit the boards. <laughs> Shout out to Duncan, by the way. Always down there trying. <laughs> Listen. Shout out to Duncan, man. Yeah. Shout out to him. He is always trying. I don't know if my man ever got an offensive rebound in his life, but <laughs> <laughs> but all I see is my man down there just flailing, trying to get the he's gonna push and or all, draw or draw an offensive foul, draw, which, right? But the, which I that's respect. All you can ask for it's like just try, please, he's push just somebody. try. He is. He's gonna and then go who me? Yep. <laughs> I love the faces he makes when he follows somebody. Hey guys, first time, long time. What? Oh, is this Mister Sydney? Yes. Um, <laughs> is that a drill? It is. My bad. I'm- <laughs> are you with, are you with Mr. Devin? Yeah, I work in Mr. Devin's garage. <laughs> Part time apprentice again. I, apprentice. I assemble grills for him on the side. <laughs> she got that internship flowing. Oh man, Mr. Devin <laughs> makes a mean it. Does Mr. Devin smoke the ribs or grill them? Oh, oh, smoke. Oh, there he was. There he was. Um, I just wanted to. I just wanted to say that Duncan Robinson is on pace for the lowest amount of offensive ra- uh, rebounds in NBA history for oh a guy God. who plays as many minutes as he does. I'm not even joking. joking. I was joking when I said. No, that, that is an actual fact. Um, <laughs> they, his, if, if you look, I think his Twitter account or that his. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring. The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Podcast Twitter account uh, did a highlight reel of all seven of his offensive <laughs> rebounds. Oh, my player. God. <laughs> That is excellent. But that's fine. You know, sometimes you need those guys who know that the rebound's not coming to them. You just need to get someone else out. Exactly. There. Just throw your body in there. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was but that's all I got. I, I got to go back to work. All right, Al. All right. R- real quick, because we're running out of time, and I did kind of want to hit the everybody. So we talked a little bit about a reason. And Deadman's now Andre, kind of that, that little bench bob. Uh, real quick, kind of, you know, a little bit on BAM. And then we'll kind of move to Jimmy in the next, like, two minutes and and then wrap this up, but. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. You know, I think Bam Tiff has had a really good season, and I know that he's been very frustrating at times to a lot of fans. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the Heat were a little ahead of schedule in terms of contention and what they needed out of him. Right. And that played into it. You know, I think at times he did not look ready. And that's okay to say. We're allowed to say at times he didn't look ready for what right. they needed of him. Right. That's an okay thing to say. And it doesn't mean that this man does not deserve his max contract. That doesn't mean that we don't think this man is un, like a generational star. Like that's that's not what that means. Right. He's young. It's a tough season, really tough season with a lot of inconsistency in lineups and, and in tra- and everything. And then right, the, right. But you know, that that is fair criticism when he has looked up to par with what they've needed mm-hmm. and that's okay to say i think right it is okay to say that he I, and i and i think i've been i said it to siobhan a couple of times like realistically bam needed 
for them to have another star on the team. He, there's, there needed to be someone else. There needed to be another guard who knows how to run the team, who can get Bam into early offense, who can take some of that scoring load. Like yeah. they would have benefited from a, you a know, ball handling load. a ball. <laughs> uh, shout out to Brass. <laughs> they, they, they would have benefited from a point guard who could do all those things um, and just get him into the proper positions and not have it just be him and Jimmy and everybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, honestly, he's so early in his development, even though his development is better than like 85% of the league, yeah. he's still so early in his development that he wasn't technically ready to be like that number two scoring option. Yes, exactly. You can, you can see sometimes that he's still like really unsure of himself. He's really almost like kind of, he plays with still that like I'm afraid to mess up kind of mentality. And I think a lot of that comes with, yeah, being ahead of schedule and, you know, not necessarily having as firm of a, a grasp on the skill set that, you know, kind of any given moment is calling for you. We uh, lament a lot of times that he'll, you know, lead the break, but immediately turn his back to the basket and, you know, pitch the DHO or something like that. I think that, you know, like you said, that he is early in his development. That is an okay thing to admit and, and to, to, to talk about. And it's also okay to be frustrated when he right. kind of do the things such as, you know, literally looking at the basket. I think he definitely would have facilitated from, you know, a, a different type of true point guard or, or playmaker, someone that will Agreed. can kind of see the, the floor or like to have a different mm-hmm. vision of the floor than even a Jimmy. Right. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy can make plays. Jimmy will make plays. Jimmy, I don't know that he's a natural playmaker. And again, something else that is okay to say. Um, but yeah, he'll be fine. It is fair to kind of want some of the things that I see some of us wanting from him, but he, he's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and he had, you know, I mean, all the, you know, now it's like awards talk and everyone's talking about like they're all NBA teams. I mean, not that, I don't know if Bam's going to get in, but I mean, he certainly talked about like, he's the, he's probably like the last guy on the cutting room floor for all NBA almost. Cause you know, the all NBA five is kind of, um, All-NBA center for their team is up in flux because Embiid's available as a power forward and as a center. So it's like kind of like kind of working like, okay, well, who's going to be the the third team center? And and there's a good chance that Bam is an All-NBA player this season when A, he wasn't an All-Star, and B, all Twitter did was bitch about him all season. So, you know, he's certainly certainly had a good season, and I, I think that some of the criticisms are fair, but I think that sometimes it gets a little bit out of control. Yeah. No, it does. And I, I, this is, um, his second full season starting. So it's like, we, you know, as much as I want from him, I also have to remember that like his entire skill set, I never saw once on display at Kentucky. Right. Which means he could, he, he could do it. He just was never called upon to do it. So there's a difference between knowing how to do it and doing it in everyday fashion and knowing how to do it, but never having to do it. It's listen. Yeah, like between having the ability to do it and never having been asked to do it and then having been asked to do it consistently. I, I, I think at this it, level. At this level. I think to his credit, so much of the frustration built around him is like, bro, we see you as this, like you said, G, this generational talent. Like he's a, he's a, 
freaking matchup he's, nightmare. He's special, man. He's, he's special. Oh, yeah. And to him, I feel like, you know, the to to whom much is given, much is mm-hmm. expected, much is mm-hmm. required. And I think that's where a lot of Heat fans kind of feel with him. But again, it, like you said, his second season, you know, as a full-time starter in the NBA, probably going to make a 13 maybe. And Depoy, you know, contention, it, he, he he's going to be all right. He's I just want him to look at the basket. <laughs> not nah, Sam. So, good, real quick. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Brian. Oh, good morning, Brian. You want to get it on, Bam, before we pivot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real I quick. just wanted to bring up what um what we were talking about in the group DM um a few days ago uh about that. uh I think it was on Duncan's podcast where he interviewed Bam uh, about stuff, about all that. And he talked about what Tiff was saying in Kentucky. Like, they basically told him, you're going to play a role. That's all you're going to do. Now, during practices you can expand your game you can do all that but this is what you have to do if you do anything else we're going to sit you um and the same thing was kind of happening apparently what he was saying um with spo and like the mid-range and all that stuff that they were like yeah we don't want anyone taking that shot like no no that shot's not your shot like you need to play your role and then don't forget he was playing behind Hassan the whole time and he saw the negative all the negative stuff of like someone just trying to go get theirs right yep and then right. like he saw like uh, everybody bitching from the organization the fans everything right. like bam sees a lot of stuff you can That's tell that even point. if he's not on social media like even if he's not talking on social media he's always watching stuff i mean the fact that like alf called him out and he tweeted at him like he's right. watching social media so he's seeing everybody being like oh the, the, yeah he's putting up numbers but who cares who who cares about any of that stuff like he's just a black hole like those stats are empty they're not actually leading to winning so he did everything he possibly could even if it wasn't points to make sure we win. Like, and it wasn't about him. So like right. that yeah. was his mentality. And that's what they drilled into him for what, two years before he became a starter. Yeah. And then sure. when he became a starter, it's like, Hey, here's Jimmy. Um, give it to Jimmy. Jimmy will figure it out. And then you know, Jimmy's asking more of him, but he's like, I've had this, these years of basically being brainwashed to play one way. I also think that that like I, I don't I don't I'm gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna put words in his mouth, but I mean to me it, it more sounds like you know, and I think Jimmy kind of gave voice to this as well. It's not that they don't mind taking the mid range a lot of people. Exactly. Um, you're good. It's that they want him to think go to the basket first and then have the mid range as a counter, yeah. Because like he looks like he wants to get to it first, which mm-hmm. uh, I think Siobhan, you said a bunch. That's like not your game. Right, yeah. that's a good counter right. if they play you a certain coverage, but right. your goal should always be like, I gotta get to the basket mm-hmm. in an yeah. emergency. I can lean on my jump. yes, because yeah. him yep. him getting to the basket opens up for, the for floor everyone for everyone else. else and more for himself. Yes, yes. So he, that mid like his own economy. Yes, <laughs> that mid range can't be your first your first go to. It's nice yeah. when he listen when he's rolling. And he splashes five, six, and seven of those in a row. Hey, yep. we love it. But, yep. like, mm-hmm. you can't come out in the first quarter and you shoot seven jumpers and you haven't attacked the basket once. Like, yes. that's bad for the team. Remember the the first Utah game when, like, and, and I'm guilty of it, too. Like, he, he opened the game by taking jumpers on Rudy's drop. And yep. I'm like, I get why you did that, but I think you should probably not set the tone that way. Like, in and that's what... 
that's what it is tone setting mm-hmm. like, yeah the initial tone needs to yes be, i'm trying to put you under the rim I'm put, i know i'm putting you in the basket i'm blocking you block exactly you trying. you blocking it or you fouling me or you're blocking it or you fouling me and then once you adjust then i'll adjust and now i'm a doctor i mm-hmm. because i do have this yep I well, think Jimmy, Jimmy's really good at that. Like, yes, he'll, he'll go to the yes. basket first, and then the game will Jimmy's end with jumpers. Jimmy's shot diversification, especially now that he has legs under him and his three has been looking uh, really good. Yeah, Crispy. his shot portfolio is and his yeah. and his wrist isn't messed up anymore because right. he actually has a jumper right. now. I, but I do know one thing. I I know Brooke Lopez can't guard them. Nope. That's what let's, I know. Let's be real. A lot of people need to call no, that card back. No, but that's the first matchup. That's yeah. just that's I'm I'm just sticking to what 100. we know. Yes, what we know right now. And all I know is if Bam gave him the simplest of pump fakes, he's at the basket. Or jab steps. I mean, or jab steps. Get him on the rocker. Yes. Like those mm-hmm. simple moves, oh. Brooke Lopez has nothing for I Bam. Want, I want Bam to catch and face up like an aggressive face up, mm-hmm. like Amari. One rip, one yes, dash, one rip through. Yes, yes, yes. His first step is crazy, and he's an athletic freak. Like I uh, want him to work out with Amari Sotomayor. So I don't. Bad. I don't. Then Bam's going to come back a xenophobe and homophobic. Oh, you're let's right. Not you're right. I about yeah. that. I, let's, you know, I know. Let's, Tiff, let's not do that Tiff, to Bam. Tiff, I forgot about the mark. You're right. You're let's right. not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Plus, you don't need to be wasting all his money. He's about to start getting on wine baths, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's Work not do that. Work out with you, Wade. Anybody. Anybody. Um, anybody else? <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't he not obviously not this off season, and I, I'll always come back to a lot of like the criticisms on our players is like, wait. man, can you imagine if he had an off season where he wasn't recovering from a shoulder and neck injury? Wait a second. Wait a second. Chris Bosh is right there. Go to the yes. That's what right. I was gonna say. Get what like two seasons ago? Bam, and He's let's right go. Two no. seasons like, ago, honestly. before he was a starter, he was work. He worked out with Bosh in the I summer. know. Yo, Siobhan, how nasty is that Chris Bosh first step? Oh, that, Chris, that, mm-hmm. that long, lanky rip through that you kind of don't know which way he's going, but he does. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was like it was like if the Ooh. KO keeper looked nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the KO keeper was athletic. <laughs> yeah. If it, it didn't look like he's falling. When yeah, like he's falling the towards the basket. <laughs> looks like he's he's a graceful <laughs> All right, guys. Real yes. quick, two minutes on Jimmy because we got to go, and we would be remiss if we did a, re- a wrap up without a little focus segment on Jimmy. Um, I mean, listen, all NBA first team candidate. The Jim VP stuff was real. The Defensive Player of the Year stuff to me is very real. Um, his best season as a pro, um, absolutely dominated whenever he was on the court. Plus, almost six net rating whenever he played, minus six when he sat. I mean, that number. You know, one of those is a top five team in the league, and then the other one's a bottom. Uh, five team in the league so that that just speaks to him and how great he is uh, the attitude on the court holding his teammates accountable after that loss in minnesota where he scared him into being good i do think he's learned from his previous stops you know i thought he was stern uh, but he was you know very gentle in a way like he was himself but i, I do think he's learned from his past mistakes as a leader right you do feel that he's a leader on this team and he's not denigrating and, and making his teammates feel like shit, which he, I think he's, I think he's done before. And I think maybe he, even if he's been right, there's a way you got to manage people. And I think he's learned that a little bit. 
Uh, I don't think he's learned it as much as he likes his teammates now. That's true. No, but I mean, I, I want to give him credit. I mean, for learning. I'm sure that you know it's frustrating when you sit and these dudes can't win a game. I, I can't imagine how. I know that he knows that they work hard, but like that shit. You know what I mean? You get to a breaking point where you stop being so understanding because, like, okay, we all have a job to do, right? And it's like this is our legacies on the line. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that shit matters. So, you know, his season has been. You know, honestly, one of the best in Heat history, you know, outside of maybe like Dwayne, LeBron, and, and even and Alonzo, and then that Shaq MVP year. I mean, he's like right up there. And those are those are some names. You know what I mean? Like those are those are all Hall of Fame names. Those are all, you know, Zoe was a damn MVP candidate, like a legit, you know, top three finisher in MVP one year when they had the one seat. So like just you know, Tiff, I I, I mean his season was just absolutely I mean, he has exceeded every expectation since he's been here even divorced from the playoff run i mean this guy is incredible right it's so funny because um i literally was i i I grew up a bulls fan i'm from the midwest um and so i literally i stopped watching for a while and then Dwayne got drafted and then of course i started back watching but um when jimmy i think by his like third season he just quietly became like one of my favorite players. Um, there was something gritty about him. There was something sometimes rather asinine about his behavior, but I, I still loved it. Um, and it, this speaks to what you were saying. There's that whole monumental growth that it looks like he's had, especially with being able to not coddle his teammates, but call them out in such a way that like, I'm saying this but I love you and I love you. So I want you to do better. If you do better, we do better. And, you know, and he's saying it verbally and he's showing it with his play. I mean, he, he had an incredible season and of course people had better seasons by the numbers, but you know, the not, same many. That, uh, mm-hmm. not, not many, no, not many, but of course somebody's going to be like, rim, rim, rim. Steph averaged 30 points. Okay. You know, that's coming. Um, who'd Steph stop exactly but that's the whole thing about it that like Jimmy on both his own business <laughs> right catching strange from from across the yo, yo, Ste- Steph's, Steph's about to that's eliminate LeBron I don't, I don't know why we're, we're trapped no, right. but, but, no I get your point I just thought yeah, it was funny yeah Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. Numbers yeah, wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. people want to throw it out. But at but at the end, like he had a phenomenal season on both ends of the court. There just sometimes when the season ends, you look at a player and you say, you gave everything you had. There, there was nothing else that we could ask from you at this point. Like that was it. And he yeah. he went out there. He put it on the line. That's never a question with and Jimmy. Like, that, yeah. and, he'll always and, give and you everything he has. Players, Right. And how many times are you watching other players and you're like, oh, you're just not going to hustle after that ball? Like, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, the thing I I love about Jimmy is he gives you that grittiness that we expected, like with Wade, except he doesn't do that. The complaining or the not getting back on defense when he thought he was fouled. Like as much as I love Wade, it's like Jimmy's a what we always wanted Wade to be on the attitude wise not not the scoring and all of fame career yeah 
Listen, there, there were times, especially in the big three, like LeBron and Wade loved like, hey, I got fouled. And they just sit there and then it's like a five on four or five on three freaking break. And it's like. Don't you dare ever compare, compare Wade and LeBron. Oh, no, no, no. They were just on the same team. No, no, no. We're not. Compa- no, no, no. They were just on the same team. So you had two people doing it. You literally had a five on three with your role players back there and Chris Bosh trying. And it's Get like. Get Solomon Hill's name out of your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Yo, I love solo, man. Don't my guy, my guy played with Matthew Delavadova for four years and, yeah. and never said a fucking word as he tried to fucking murder Carl, Jimmy Butler and, and and Taj Gibson. And all of a sudden, now it's now mm-hmm. it's not okay. Fuck out of here. You know, yep. Get my your mouth. Brush your teeth. Mouthwash. Listerine. To your point about like his his grit and this being like the best statistical season of his, or feeling at least like one of his best statistics. I think it's um, I think that's what I've been, you know, so enjoying about him this season is that he's he used to be I think for me and for a lot of people like commentators would would comment on him as if you know, you know all that Jimmy Butler does isn't going to be reflected in the stat sheet and that was you know his mantra that was the, you know the, the kind of scope on him and it and. There are still a plethora of things that he does that won't show up in the statue. That grit, determination, you know, getting guys in spots, keeping them motivated, um, instilling confidence in Tyler from Rip, instilling confidence in Bam from Rip, but also his level of offensive production um, and the focus. With the culture. He, yep. Yeah. The focus with which he, he, he shoots his jump shots, the, the, his body control, he, you can tell that, that that guy is locked in from just the way that he carries himself. Right. I, I really, really appreciate. He's a asshole of a professional, but in in, in right. all of the the best parts and the best ways. I right. love his demeanor. He's I a dog. His, he is a he is a dog. Yep. I love him. Right. One one last thing, because we 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 also talked about like Hall of Fame Jimmy and blah blah blah. Not for nothing, but I really thought about it. How many players have ever dragged NSYNC to the final? You know, not many. Like, how many hey, players have dragged the boy band to the finals? They was they look like boys in motion from Metal Ring. Exactly. <laughs> and 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 took two games by just being an animal. Exactly. So that's what you get. You you get this player who's going to give you everything. everything. And not ask for, he's not asking anyone to do anything he wouldn't do. Right. More that, I don't think he genuinely believes that they can do. He's not asking Bam to do anything that he doesn't truly exactly. believe and trust Bam uh, is capable of doing. Right. Same thing, I guess, to, to Tyler. We all might have thought that was a little bit irrational when that first started. But, you know, Tyler has proven to be, you know, at least up to this point, what it is that he is. And right. credit Jimmy to that too for getting with him off jump and like, nope, this is how we're gonna do it. This is how we don't this is how we worked out. Right, right. Things we love to see. Um appreciate everybody for coming by. We're out of time. We've gone a little long, but we had a lot. Listen, this was fun. It was a I like doing these types of things and you know, I I don't know if we'd be able to fit this in the pod with the playoff previews kind of coming up and everything. So uh, this was fun to do uh, with you guys, the audience, with my friends, my co-hosts, my 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 season-long partners. So appreciate y'all. We're gonna keep doing these locker rooms this week. We're probably gonna do another one. I don't know when. We may do one after the Lakers, um, the morning after the Lakers Warriors playing game because we have so much petty to get to. 
We may do yes. one on Thursday morning. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep you updated on Twitter. Follow us at MIHeatBeat for updates on that. Um, this is a little bit of a weird week, but we are potting today and Wednesday, and we're doing hangover time on Tuesday and Thursday. I think we're still hammering out the schedule. Yep. We will let you know. Uh, we're, you know, it's it's a bit weird because we're trying to decide what games we want to cover. Uh, but we will do hangover times this week. We just don't know exactly when. I'm thinking Tuesday, Thursday. Kind of going to confirm with Alf, but pods for sure. Monday and Wednesday. Today is going to be more of a of a general preview of Heat Bucks, and then on Wednesday we're really getting into the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts, with some time to prepare uh, that we know for sure. So thanks everybody who has been with us for these locker rooms all season. We're going to keep going throughout the playoffs and up until August at least. So you know, thank thanks for being with us. We have a lot more, and 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 we're, we might do something fun for playoffs. So let's see if you have ideas. Uh, hit us up at Twitter at MIEP, but we, you know, we plan to keep the train going. That's it. All right, I guys. Take it. care. Enjoy. Have, have, a good week. have a good day. Have a good Thank day, everybody. Water. Bye. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.